Hey friends. GM GM. How's everyone doing? GM. GM. Hello everyone. Maybe give a minute uh, for people to get in here. Uh how's your uh weekend going so far, Coder Dan? Very good. Very good. A little bit of shipping. A little bit of coding. Nice, nice, nice. I've been uh I've been playing around with my iPad a lot um, with uh, Procreate and um, making making Avagachi art. So that's nice. what I was doing last night. That's a, is that iPad only? I think Procreate's iPad only. Like I don't even I don't even think you can get it for uh, Mac. Like it only works on yeah. the iPad. Really slick though, like really easy to use. I got the Apple Pencil, you know. Nice. Probably spent like a couple hours getting familiar with it, but now it's like it's like drawing on paper. So yeah, fake gotchis is gonna be it's gonna be huge. I think a lot of people after that uh, conversation uh, at the artist summit, uh, a lot of people are preparing for their fake gotchi cards. Yes, uh, I can't wait to see them. Oh yeah, it'll be lit. So we have uh, for today we have many things to talk about. Uh, shout out to Hardcore for putting together the mirror board for today, and I can plug that link in for you. I see, someone's got their hand raised, but can't can't see who it is. Oh, uh, that's Gachi Emperor. Okay. Let's see, Gachi Emperor. Wish they would fix that button. GM, guys, GM. GM. Hello. Yeah, I just enjoy. Uh, I just enjoy all these meetings. I wish we could have one every day. I know you guys yeah. are busy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoy them. Different kind of discussion that goes on over here. Um, and it's good because it keeps the hangouts uh, nice and chill and mellow. And then we yeah. can focus on all the DAO stuff today. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, DAO stuff is really cool. I'd like mm -hmm. to say that um, I've been noticing some nice pricing on the gachis, so I've just been picking up more. I don't oh, know good. if you guys have noticed it too. I have not. I mean, uh, you bought some new gachis. I mean, you got quite a collection too. I'm up to 40. I got 40 now. So. Forty's nice. Quite the herd, quite the stable. It's quite the stable, sir. Yes, I love all my gachis. <laughs> my daughter has a gachi. My girlfriend has a gachi. Hey. My girlfriend's an artist, and uh, 
I'm thinking about maybe her doing a piece or two maybe in the future. Yeah, that's the idea, right? With the whole Figgachi program is to, you know, if you're not the one, you know, the creative type, um, there's plenty of people out there and you just, you know, collaborate. No, one, thing I was, one thing I was thinking that you had said yesterday about those cards is, you know, I mean, once they start to get used, the supply is going to go way down, especially if what you're saying is already true. A lot of people are pl planning on, you know, dishing out some art, you know, so they could be very, very rare very quickly. Yeah, for people with the diamond hands, that is, you know, I still think it's going to take some time for the price discovery to actually happen around these cards. I think they'll be very attainable for quite some time. Well, I mean, the value behind the card is the art created mm -hmm. behind it. And if yeah. there's some people creating some very valuable art behind it, it creates a very value behind the piece itself, giving the power. Because without the power, you don't have your pieces. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to think about it that way, you know. Um, okay, so this is uh, Dow discussion number 19. Uh, Avagachi Dao, the most active Dao on the planet, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, pretty happy to be here. Uh, all 43 of you on Sunday morning. Glad you're here as well. Uh, I can, oh, I'll drop the mirror board link in here for people that missed it. We'll be going off of this today and any other things that you guys might want to talk about. We had a whole bunch of proposals that have already gone through, but I think we might have touched on those last week, but we can quickly just go over them and just if anybody has anything to comment or say, there was, uh, oh, here, add Dow liquidity to ghost alchemica pairs. So we're going to be adding 50,000 ghost uh, and equal alchemica to for the liquidity for those pairs. It will not affect your rewards, but uh, it will allow uh, for less slippage and just better trading. Um, and then so modifying the channeling window, people have voted to keep the current solution uh, with 7.1 million ghosts. Uh, did that? Meet quorum? 59% voted. Okay, yeah, that did meet quorum. Uh, keep the current window was the consensus on that. Um, and then so Sunset Friends, and we have voted to Sunset Friends immediately. And uh, we should probably talk about uh, just briefly what how we want to uh, deal with the Sunsetting Friends now. Like we want to make sure, uh, we've been talking about it for months, but we also want to make sure that uh, any large stakers or anybody who's staking in that pool is at least somewhat aware that... Um, they're not getting any rewards for that anymore, and they should be looking to transfer over to Glitter. Uh, I've been talking to a few guilds uh, and just have let them know to pull their friends' stake. Uh, GMI has done that weeks ago, um, so I think a lot of people are moving. But if you know anybody, uh, I think we should definitely have some sort of a announcement on Twitter, you know, just a could be a little thumbnail or something and an announcement to go along with it just 
to get the word out there and so we don't have anybody staking like a million ghosts six months from now realizing that they were not getting anything for the last six months. So um, do you have anything to say on that, Dan, from Pixelcraft's point of view? Like, are you guys working on some sort of an announcement um, that might just get that last word out for, you know, the friends ending officially? I mean, we can make the announcement. Uh, we've done, we've done uh, two so far here in the Discord. And we'll probably do a tweet about it, a couple tweets. And beyond that, um, like if people don't come to the Discord or don't go to Twitter, uh, it's a little bit hard to... We, I guess we could put a, uh, a, a thing on the staking page. Just let people know there as well. But if they don't... If they're not active, they're not generally going to be reading those things. I do see there's still 5 million ghosts uh, in the staking contract so far, so I don't think anything's really moved from there. We're not, not, no big stakers have, uh, have left. So, uh, another idea I was thinking, something Flame was doing a while ago with pamphlets, um, if someone does want to make a like a meme of how these friends are ending now and we're all moving to glitter, that would be kind of fun to make an NFT of that and just airdrop it to all the big stakers' wallets so they can be like, hey, what the hell is this? And then maybe look into it a little bit more. But um, other than that, I think what you guys are doing is is on point. That's kind of addressing anybody who's uh, engaged at least on the very on a very minimum level. So mm -hmm. even if you watch Twitter, they'll hopefully see it. Um, other than that, I just had this idea from the community perspective, if someone wants to actually get the word out in a different way uh, through some cool NFT or meme that they want to make and, and send it to some of these wallets, um, that would be interesting, at least. But yeah, I, I got nothing else to say on that. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you guys have any other ideas around that, um, definitely drop it in the chat. Uh, the next one, Agate 41, was uh, glitter, update glitter emissions, increase ghost USDC to 20%, and retire ghost Matic. And so people voted to increase USDC and remove Matic, basically. So that that change, I guess, will have to happen at some point. That's, uh, that's been implemented. Oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah, we just got that. Uh, if you go to the uh, Glitter staking page, it uh, reflects that currently the Ghostmatic pool is still there. So if you need to pull your stake out, you can. But it just says 0% uh, weight. And Ghost USDC is now 20% weight. Right on. Good stuff. Um, and so then the last one there, I get 42, uh, setting limits on the number of board gachis allowed per wallet address. We have voted to limit to limit the market to number of parcels plus one. Um, wait, hang on. Yeah. So is that two for, that's basically two for every parcel then? Nope, that's one plus the number of parcels you have. So if you have one parcel, you'll have, you would have a two borrow limit. Okay, so that's the only time that it would be doubled, is only if you have one. If you have 40, then I have 41 limit. That's right, yeah. 
That makes sense. I thought it was like an extra one for every parcel you had for some reason. A good clarification there, yeah. So you just get one extra plus your parcels. And that's how we're going to move forward with that. Uh, and that takes care of all the uh, proposals that were recently put up. And so um, we got a new proposal here. We will talk about it in new business, but let's look at our old business first. And actually, old business is this proposal. It's in here. So, so we're going to go to the mirror board. Uh, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago about airdropping gachi respect potions. And the consensus at the time, people seem to feel really good about it. But it might be uh, time to get another check on that. See how y'all feel about this. And uh, I kind of think it's an interesting idea. You know, we've been... Uh, We've been adding points to our gachis, you know, since inception based on rarity farming. And the traits didn't really have a whole lot of meaning up until now, you know, with everything being developed. So people have allocated their points that will, in a way that's, you know, most favorable to rarity farming. But now we're entering a new era with the gachiverse and battle mechanics and PvP in the arena. It it might be a good idea to give these OG gachis who've been pet, got experience, allocated, you know, collected all these points. Um, maybe they get airdropped one of these respect potions um, per gachi um, that you have in your wallet. And what it should do, it's kind of like a way back machine. So what it would do is it would take your gachi back to a point before it had uh, its spirit points allocated and you would get all those spirit points to reallocate to your trait set and so i think that's a really good idea uh, i have some questions to clarify uh i don't think this proposal specified uh if this is addressing only the spirit points so that's what you get from your xp or if it's um addressing the aging bonus as well which is addressing the age of the gachi so uh, what are you guys thinking? Um, what, uh, yeah, just want to get your thoughts on that. Is this going to be addressing only the aging, I mean, only the spirit points from XP? Or is this also addressing the aging uh, points? Uh, Tommy Gachi made this. Um, all earned points. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. So this is addressing all earned points. It would take you back to the point where you would get all your aging points back and you would get your spirit points uh, from XP back. Um, and then you can reallocate them however you wish one time and that would burn the potion, I believe. Kind of like an XP potion. So um, very interesting. I uh, really like it. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity for people to um, optimize the meta of their gachis as we figure that out. And uh, kind of want to see what you guys have to say. Uh, Tommy Gachi, if you want to come up here, if anybody else has something to say on this specific proposal, uh, you're welcome to come up here. But, uh, so, you know, uh, what, what are your thoughts, Dan, on this uh, respect potion? Yeah, I mean, I think well, there's been a lot of discussion on it, and it uh, seems like it could make sense. Uh, if I don't know if the timing would be like when we want to implement it, because um, combat's not quite ready yet. So, would you want to 
I guess the worst thing would be if someone spins their potion, they, they use it now, combat's not live yet, and then they want to use another one. They have to go and get it from the open market at that point. I haven't the work that would be necessary to actually do this on the contract side. I think you're going a little. I think you're going a little robotic on us. You on your phone, Dan, or your computer? No, on the computer. I remember last time you went on your phone, it worked a lot better. Nah, it didn't. Really got his hand up, Pepe. Uh, Tommy Gachi does. Yeah, let's get him up here. GM. GM Tamigachi. GM. I like your proposal. Thanks. I wanted to, uh, there was some, there was some talk Dan suggested maybe waiting until uh, all the polls got voting power. And, and I thought, well, let me put it out now uh, because I think there's going to be a long leeway of, of time of getting all the voting done you know, sig prop, core prop, and then the dev work uh, for the potion. And so I, I thought the potion might come out, you know, shortly after, you know, PVP is out. And um, I thought it'd be good to get all the paperwork done sooner rather than later. I think it's a good idea. You know, uh, these things, like you said, they take time to implement. So... You know, if we can start, uh, we've already had plenty of discussion on it. So if we can get the SIG prop out there, which we do have now, um, and then get that voted on, like you said, core prop and then dev work, it, it might still be a few months, you know, before we see the respect potion. So the timing, um, it might work out. But I guess the intention is to have these out after PVP or, at, you know, as PVP is coming out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Can you guys hear me any better yeah. now or still robotic? Yeah. 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 Good. There, there was a kind of a question of uh, what happens later down the road with this, with these respect potions. The being, you know, roughly 20,000 20, uh potions going to be air airdrop depending on you know the number of gotchis in people's wallets at the time of the snapshot and i put in the proposal that'll be up to pixelcraft to pick the you know the block for the snapshot the uh the question is what about down the road like will there be any opportunity for new potions to be crafted or you know airdrop from other events and stuff and my take on that is well, are there any new XP potions? Are there any new kinship potions? And I'd say no. So it's kind of, I think the respect potion would be treated just the same as the other, other potions. The, the amount in circulation is just the amount. Make things interesting for price discovery. Uh, and it would also make for some really interesting strategic decisions um, because if that's the case, you know, the supply is capped and it's based on a even distribution of some gachis. Um, there might be some really interesting prices on these in the bazaar and someone will have to decide if they've already used a respect potion, 
you know, if you want to completely change the meta of your gachi, it must have to be really worth it uh, in order for you to spend, you know, a few hundred ghosts or whatever it may be to to get that respect potion again, you know, to respect your meta again. Yeah, definitely. And I think the potions are going to become more and more valuable over time as gachis accumulate points. Because if you think about if you think about it, it's like if a, a gacha that only has five earned points, the potion's not as valuable uh, compared to a gacha that's earned 20, 20 points, which could really change their meta. You know, they could really swing from from a uh, range gachi to a medley gachi, you know, with the more points that they could allocate. So I think it's it's a very interesting game mechanic, especially as time goes by. Yeah, and strategy-wise, you know, I know the meta can shift in these games over time, and, you know, certain builds might not be as optimal as others over time. And so having periodic events even, um, you know, let's say these are the ones that are in supply, but at a later time, you know, way into the future, let's say we have the great battle, um, and now the meta of the whole game is kind of changing again. Instead of starting to tweak the individual traits, which, you know, I'd kind of be opposed to that, I would rather have another opportunity for respect potions at that time. So it's a good way, I think, to avoid people uh, getting salty about a specific trait. Because it's like, well, if your trait sucks for that, instead of trying to push a proposal through the DAO, go get a respect potion and fix it yourself, you know, for your gachi. Optimize your own gachi and then, you know, rather than trying to, you know, um, fix something that doesn't need to be fixed, essentially. So it's a good that, way that to... Comes into, that comes into what I was thinking was uh, about your eye traits. So they can't really mess with that. And one thing I was thinking about, the next gachis that I buy might want to have, you know, all four traits without your eye traits mattering. So maybe gachis like that that are, you know, four myths are really close to it. We're really going to matter in the PvP, and I don't know what you guys thought about that. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, if there's less points with the eye traits, those gachis will be better for PvP for sure. Um, Goops has an interesting question. Will respects work with off-chain traits? I'm guessing no. Because I know, Coda Dan, you had mentioned that uh, the traits specifically in the Gachiverse will be a little bit different in that there will be kind of off-chain traits that will, will get a certain amount of points allocated per XP level uh, to put towards our Gachi. How do you see the respect potions working with that? Uh, I would say it would probably uh, update the off-chain trade as well. However, the confusion is if you're going to respect your body, it would be you're breaking up. Now, like me, if I walk too far away from my router, I break up hardcore. I don't know where you're sitting in your house. I don't think it's his house. I think it's the Chinese firewall. Yeah, but uh, what I think what I think uh, Dan was saying is is that if you go and respect your gachi, all that's on chain, and then you go into the gachi verse, you would resync essentially, like you resync uh, in your installations. That's the way I see it, and it makes sense. Yeah, 
Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I was getting from him too. And something interesting, I, you know, I think we were talking, uh, guy Champer yesterday was that there's opportunities to have more points in the gotcha verse than in the protocol. So like, for instance, each, each level of XP, you get three points and those points can be allocated. So if you, if your gotcha is level five, you get 15 points that you can allocate to your, the different, different traits. And so there's already kind of, uh, a way that you can manipulate your your gotchi's traits in the in the gotchi verse, and so uh, also another way of saying it, it's not total parity with uh, on chain protocol and the gotchi verse. So there's some there's some wiggle room, which is kind of kind of interesting. So I think that that's good. That's also an interesting dynamic. So XP matters a lot. Oh my god, does it ever? I have a I have one gachi that's uh almost I think it's level 8 now. And so I'm really looking forward to that cuz I'm looking studying the meta of it and it's it's going to be good. Yeah, I have so, a I have a gachi at level 12, right? So, you know, whatever top 15 on the leaderboard and uh his his uh BRS is low. His traits are kind of pretty weak. And so it's like now I, I, I'm thinking about, which I probably won't, sacrificing him to give XP to one of my stronger gotchas. So it'll be a stronger PvP in the gotcha. It's, it's kind of like, holy shit, I got to think about this stuff. Well, one thing that I've thought about that same thing because I've done it before is basically farming your XP. So until you know exactly what you're going to do with it, I would just continue to collect that extra XP. And then when you're ready and you're, you know, you're ready to murder him, you know, you just kind of murder the gotcha, take the XP, and uh, boost your other guy. But you got more of it that way. Yeah, that was that was my my plan for one of my lower BRS gotchas that I bought, you know, way back, is to accumulate XP and sacrifice him. the The economics didn't pan out uh, for rewards and leaderboard and for rarity farming, but it might for gotchaverse. So if I I need a hefty guy to go do a quest, go go kill a boss. Those extra extra points towards various uh, traits is going to be very important. It's going to make money, essentially. Pretty cool. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's the way I see it also. So I think the respect potions, just to sum it up, it's a good idea. I don't see any opposition to it. It might have a... It might take some time to develop these, so it's good that we're talking about it now. And um, hopefully, the sick prop uh, passes. I think it's uh, well, it hasn't met quorum yet, but uh, you know, hopefully, it does. And uh, you'll work along well. You'll work well alongside uh, the Gotchaverse mechanics. Also, also one note: uh, I put up our sick prop for the vault, and so if you have voting power in the vault, go vote. The, the the vault sick prop ends a day early, so to make sure and give the vault some time to uh, vote on the actual sick prop. So hopefully it'll make it'll make quorum with that with that dynamic. But definitely go ahead go vote. I even put a sustain sustaining in there just so that we can capture all the votes so we can more easily make quorum. That's awesome, yeah. So make sure you go vote on that on their end as well so we can get their support. Um, and, yeah, 
yeah, that's that takes care of old business. Thank you for uh, writing us through that and uh, yeah, putting the proposal together as well. Thank you for that. Welcome. So, uh, uh, I have a question here. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, trying different VPN networks. Um, so the the issue with, is with Discord. Uh, you guys are probably all in the U.S., so it's going to route my connection over to the U.S. But I'm in, uh, you know, I'm in Asia, and I use typically Asian VPNs, so that's that's part of the problem. But uh, I do have a question for the Sunset Friends proposal. There was no mention of enabling uh, Glitter to be able to pur purchase uh, drop tickets and other tickets. So has anyone uh, done any thinking in the DAO on when they would like to enable that and what the price of the tickets should be? That's kind of the next step. Uh, so we have Esmeralda in the chat saying we have 4 billion friends and they're suggesting to wait for the glitter tickets until after uh, BRS pause. I don't know what that means. I guess maybe the wearables um, and have had a land auction. Well, before adding more, you know, dilution to the current friends market, we need to, you know, use up the current friends and the current tickets which all those things are currently on pause. So there's really no, you know, sync for those things. So I think like, you know, keeping everything on pause might be a good idea. I don't know what you guys think. Hey, Jim, friends. Um, I want to say uh, yeah. keeping it on pause seems like a good idea, but then I think when we go into the next raffle, so maybe as a compromise, like going into the raffle or just prior to the raffle, we set it up so that people, who want to participate that don't actually have friends can still get the tickets without having to buy them on the secondary market. But that's why the secondary market's there, right? No future is to kind of give them the opportunity to buy them if they want to. True. But if you were staking, uh, say your ghost to get tickets, now you're staking for glitter. Glitter only has certain use cases. If you're in the gotcha verse where friends are just a protocol level thing. So you're, if people just wanted to earn tickets, they wouldn't be able to at this point until we activate it. It's just a very niche player. This is the only reason but, I bring it up. It's like not a big deal. So as I'm thinking, as you're talking, so they can take their glitter, turn it into ghost and buy the drop tickets on the thing, right? Yeah. But then they're dumping the glitter versus burning it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just a it's it's a small like contingent of players that would fit into this little thing, but I just you know popped into my head like Yeah, I was just thinking of the already huge dilution of tickets because of the lack of having land raffles or wearable raffles or you know, we don't really have a lot of stuff going on, so we're kind of in a pause mode is what I was thinking. So I don't know how that would affect the actual liquidity. Yeah, I agree. Uh Hearts, heart battles. Buy, buy hearts with friends so that we can kill each other. That'll be the last thing I say. I just say we can battle for my friends if you want PvP. With the tickets, you know, another thing to consider with the tickets is if we do have um, tickets that can be purchased with glitter. Um, kind of going back to what Coder Dan was saying or asking, like, at what price would people currently? pay for a ticket in glitter 
like what does that translate to whatever the ticket price is right now in glitter what does that translate to in glitter price you know um i don't i don't have a calculator but someone can like uh whatever whatever it is to i'm checking quick swap now yeah Google's i'm just, I'm just curious yeah, well, I'm you just based curious. off of a drop ticket right a drop ticket's around 2.7 goes last i checked that Crypto green right the going price of uh, of one friend is roughly zero point zero 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 two ghost. So it's almost, that is, it's almost like one glitter per friend. Honestly, it's it's pretty close. No, sorry, from, 10, 10 glitter per friend. Yeah, quick shop swap is showing fourteen point six five five nine glitter per point oh 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 two ghost, which would be one friend. Do you think the uh, glitter price could be dynamic for the tickets, or do you think it would have to be a static price from the get-go? It will definitely be static uh, for a while because there's very little liquidity and there's no oracle to be able to tell us the, rate, the correct ratio. So it'll definitely be static. Well, I mean, once once you enable that future, it's going to dilute the current price of the ticket. So, on the bazaar. So, I mean, no matter what, I mean, if you do it based off of these ones, it'll still dilute it more the sooner that you do it. I mean, only if people buy them, right? That's a good point because in this market, does it make right? billion tickets and prices dropping unless you think you're at a bottom well i mean you got to think people already were staking they were earning a certain apr i mean tickets were worth a ton more than they were i think when i first got in it what drop tickets were like 10 or 11 ghosts right now they're about two ghosts which means they've broke down you know to a fifth of their you know price when i got in and ghost was double its price when i first got in so i mean if you think about it i mean if you keep diluting everything, it's not good for the actual people who are investing into the game. I agree. What's going to happen if we set the tentative price of a ticket for 100,000 glitter? What Theoretically, what would happen? Will we see people actually spending their glitter on these tickets? Well, uh, what, what level of ticket? Well, oh, uh, I'm just referring to a drop ticket. I was I was thinking, I mean, what if you temporarily, I mean, if this is possible, Coder Dan, allowed tickets to be bought in glitter through in the bazaar? And that would kind of alleviate some of the stuff too, right? You mean to allow tickets to be bought in the bazaar? I mean that's that that is with only right. glitter temporarily just to give the option for the people receiving glitter till we can change that to get what do you mean glitter. like enabling people to be able to buy stuff in the bazaar with glitter only 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 the tickets and yeah with glitter temporarily until you guys can do what we're talking about doing right now in the future seems like uh, a lot of overhaul of code for no real specific yep. purpose. okay that makes sense it's not possible okay that makes sense 
Yeah, I mean, we can not, not do it. I was just uh, wanted to bring it up and see if, if uh, what people's thoughts were. It's, I agree, it's not a, a very urgent thing, but uh, once friends are turned off and the, we'll have the upcoming uh, the cheese raffle and maybe some other raffles, uh, they will be getting short and short supply, so, uh, which is, is uh, not a bad thing for a while. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll help pump those prices back up, you know, a little bit, you know, before we do add that in there. So maybe it'll help recover the market and the ticket price and everything. Quick question. Um, I, you probably can't answer this, Coder Dan, and about on the answer, but uh, can you tell us what kind of ticket would be used for the fake Gachi raffle, or is that to Alpha E right now? I think we did not include that in the piece. It's a, it's a drop ticket. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> Currently, how many drop tickets are there? Well, um, uh, let's see. Have to go to OpenSea for that. I think they usually have generally accurate number. Uh, it's to remove my listings for tickets. <laughs> <laughs> D list. You're very close to the alpha here. I mean, that's another reason to be in here on these, you know, anybody listening to this stuff, you're like, you got your ear to the wall of the Avogadro. Right, so here's the, here's the uh, open C for it. And you can see there are 377,000 total. That number is misleading, of course, because a lot of those have already been entered. But, uh, doesn't look, it used to be able to click on that number and it would show you the breakdown. Did they get rid of that? Maybe they did. Oh, here we go. Unnamed, you click on the owner. So there are 313,000 that are entered. So there's about 60,000-ish that are not entered and that are kind of floating. So for the second land raffle, how many drop tickets were basically probably available around, you know, the time that that second raffle happened? Just just out of curiosity, if you knew. Yeah, that. I mean, we, we would. I have no way to look that up on a call right now. Okay, I just thought that was something maybe you guys knew before it happened. Maybe you remembered. I mean, we can check how many were entered. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was going for. Just I just wondered what's the difference between, like if we were to do a land raffle right now compared to the other two land raffles of how many drop tickets were available. Because obviously there was already quite a few drop tickets. You said there was like 300,000 already out. So There were 84,000 drop tickets entered in the, in the last raffle, raffle seven. Okay, so currently we don't even have as many drop tickets existing if we had the exact same land raffle, right? Yeah, but that's because no one is, like, people aren't converting their friends into tickets yet. 
Okay, so I mean, basically, you know, they're about to. Whenever the alpha comes out, they'll convert it when it when it happens. Yeah, so then yeah. there's shit ton more. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a moot point. Like, like trying to find that yeah. out right now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Okay, so um, seems like you know this is not something pressing, but we should definitely try and figure out. Uh, what the cost and glitter of a ticket would be, but I, I don't think it's pressing. It doesn't sound like it's something we have to do right away. But we should definitely try and figure out what the price would be. You know, um, it's interesting that you say uh, it's almost one to one or ten to one, like you said, for uh, glitter to friends. That's a, you know, it's just interesting to see that ratio. Just reading some of the comments in here. Um, we did talk about, uh, I don't know if it's on the mirror board, but we got uh, observer mode. Yes. Does anyone have any more comments about that? Yeah, so that is their, that's part of our new business. Actually, we should get in that. Um, observer mode, um, I guess this is a idea that you'd put out there it, but uh, it's caught on pretty quickly uh, because we got fake gachis, we got NFT display cases coming out, and this kind of ties in with that. Uh, you'll be able to have observers, uh, and these observers will have very limited capabilities, but it will be a, uh, I, I don't know visually what it would look like, but it would be this other character, I guess, that could come in to the Gachiverse and walk around on your parcel in the Gachiverse and, you know, look at the artwork. Um, if you have, like, if you're doing, like, an uh, art gallery thing, you could have them in there looking around. They could get a vibe for the Gachiverse. See the spillover, people collecting all the tokens. Um, they'd be very limited in what they could do, but it would allow them to be a part of the experience and really get in there. So, um yeah, definitely want to know what your comments are on that. Should we invite observers into the Gachiverse? Very limited capabilities. Um, so things they can do, they can move around the Gachiverse, uh, still bound by physics of the game. Um, they can place installations, tiles, and upgrades on parcels that they own. So they may not have a Gachi at all, but they, if they want to build, um, they are allowed to build in the Gachiverse if they own land. And this might be really good for the land economy as well, because there's a huge uh, there's a huge uh, difference in price between buying a piece of land right now and buying a gachi. So yeah, lowering the barrier to entry there significantly uh, by getting observer gachis that can build in the gachiverse. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that's the building is a key feature of the observer. So they're not they're not pure observers. They can also they can also build, which uh, maybe observer not. We actually went through quite a few names for this, uh, this role, and uh, could be the observer not the perfect name because they can build. Um, another name we had was uh, Spectre Mode, so, like uh, Gene Vaughn movie Spectre Mode, which uh, I thought it was kind of clever because it was kind of sounds like Spectator Mode, but it's also a ghost. But I feel like. At, Time 
Now, would those people be able to, whatever they're building on their land that they own, are they going to be able to somehow get that out of there? Or do eventually they have to buy a Hagachi to extract what they've built? No, they can't do any yield activities. They can't, uh, like if you, bake, if you make a harvester and a reservoir, you, you can't empty your reservoir with an observer. Okay, but you can make it with an observer. Yeah. Okay, so basically somebody can enter into the game, but they actually aren't earning any alchemica until eventually they can buy a gachi and extract what they've done already? Yeah. Yeah, this is mainly like you probably wouldn't build all the yield farming stuff unless you have a gachi. Um, so you're probably, this is more for someone who wants to build out like the NFT display, but they don't have a gachi and they just want to show their stuff off in, in game, right? But they don't have a gachi and they don't want to rent or like borrow a gachi on the open market because it takes quite a bit of uh, effort sometimes, depending on the time, to get a gachi. And also, they don't want to, they might not want to pay up front to get that gachi. Well, yeah, you could, you could have a bunch of friends in there helping you build at different times and they don't even have to be a part of the game and they could just be helping you inside of the game and kind of bring them into the game. Well, yeah, games. but you might not have friends. You might. You might be totally new to the ecosystem and, you know, you don't really know anyone. Oh, no, I know. I'm, even being new, somebody new, they can have their friends come in and check it out without, you know, having to buy a gachi to check it out or rent one like you said yesterday, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so I mean, I could have like 10 of my friends come in, check it out, go around, look at my land, you know, if they're bored, maybe they like the game. Maybe now they're building stuff for me. Stuff like that makes a lot of sense. I was going to say, how low of a barrier do we want? I know, I think it was Jesse or yourself had mentioned yesterday that it would be possible to even have these observers in the Gachiverse without uh, having a MetaMask wallet. That would be huge. I think that would be incredible. Um, I think other games like CryptoVoxels and Decentraland uh, was men were mentioned yesterday as having these modes where you can literally go to the webpage, sign in as a guest, um, you don't have to enter anything, and you can just come into the Gachiverse, walk around, look around, observe, per se, but also have this ability to, to build. Um, like, what, what, what are your thoughts on, like, not even having a wallet to log in? Yeah, you could, you could just jump in, but you, you literally can't do anything at that point. You can probably chat, but you couldn't build because you don't have a wallet connected. So they have to sign through the MetaMask, and they're going to have to own it through like a MetaMask or something or their ledger. But Own what? In order to build what they're building, in order to own their oh, land. Oh, yeah. Build, I yeah, mean, yeah. they have wallet is what you're saying, right? Yep. But there are, are also the option, which he's saying is to just ha come have like some floaters floating around, observing, checking things out, stuff like that. And if they choose to buy something, then they then they have that right, and then they need the wallet. You know what I mean? So it's like a second, you know, second addition to everything, like two parts. No future has a good question. Wouldn't this wreck the rental market? Um, I I don't think it would, only because these observer gachis are limited to only building on their own land and also observing and participating in, you know, like um, like art NFT display type events. I, yeah. I don't know outside of that. Outside of that, they can't really do anything else, right? You know, 
they're not able to pick up all the stuff. There's no reason to, you know, for them to, you know, get, take away from the rental market where people are able to earn. Well, then, and they also can't channel on other people's land and they can't drain reservoirs on other people's land. And I think that's another use case for, for rentals, right? So okay, they only, okay. yeah, I think they'd only be allowed to build on their own land, right? Like this is not going to intrude into the rental market, uh, I would think. Even then, they might, they might got you to empty their reservoirs one day. You know what I mean? So that gives another use case for rentals, actually, on the opposite end, if you guys can hear me. Uh, actually, I had a question. How would this, because um, someone was saying, imagine a thousand random colored sus butterflies. As, um, I wonder, because like, I feel like observers can scale up a lot quicker than the number of players because of that whole rental market thing and understanding the game. Getting observers in will be easier than uh, players. So what kind of effects will that have on, I guess, the servers and potentially like lag if there are like a thousand people watching in the Gachiverse but not actually playing? Will that slow down everything considerably? Or like, what, what are your thoughts on that, Coder Dan? We, uh, we're working on the backend refactoring that's going to essentially split up the Gachiverse into a ton of small zones. Uh, so if you were in a zone with a thousand observers, it might be a little bit laggy in that specific area, but like the rest of the Gachiverse wouldn't be affected by them. Uh, okay, so that's that, awesome. it, it is. I mean, it is a consideration, but it's also a consideration just in general. If there's a thousand Gachis in like one tiny area, it's it's going to probably be laggier than one where there's only two. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to. Uh, probably have some limits on how many observers there can be in the game at any time. And uh, D like DDoS attacks are are possible. Um, so that so we would obviously want to have a limit on how many people like connections there could be that are not trusted that that don't have uh, gotchis. Uh, would observers have the same uh, features as regular gotchis, such as chat and uh, mini-map, stuff like that, but district and, uh, I guess, local chat? It's up to us, really. Like, that's, that's up to us if we want to have that enabled for them. If we want to be able to... So, like, one use case is I, I'm an artist and I have some collectors and I want to show off my art in the gotchiverse and uh, I want to just drop a link to them so they can all jump in. Like if they can all jump in, but I can't see them, are they really there? Yeah, that uh, makes. Or if I can see them, but they can't talk to me, I'm like, oh, this is this is boring. Yeah, I think the being able to chat with them was huge because you know observers ask questions. Yeah. That installation is cool. Where'd you get that cool like grand uh, fountain? And then there's backstory, and you know we can make friends that way. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be a great conversation. No, yeah, I imagine the GMI Artist Summit with observers there beyond just Gachi Gang. That would have been epic. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I like Ark's point too. It's a great opportunity to flex the Gachi lore. You know, he could even have like observers show up to your parcel and you do like a Gachi. Uh, storytelling, lore storytelling, and you can, you know, through the chat bubbles and 
it, it, there's so many different events you could throw because the barrier to entry for observers is like nothing. So it's just come in here and let's hang out and then let's talk, you know, let's check out some art. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a great idea. And uh, really looking forward to observers being launched with NFT displays. I know this might sound a little far-fetched, but um, what if the observers could actually rent like my royal robe and wear it around for the day? I don't know if there'd be any use case for that. I think we have to be careful with what we do with the observers to keep it very limited, because if we start adding on things, now we're starting to take value away from everything else that people have actually paid money for. No, so, no I was going to wait to make it uh, have more value. Now I can rent out my um, equipment, my wearables. I can rent it out to these observers for a certain amount of time for a fee. It makes the the equipment and uh, the wearable itself have more inherent value. So wouldn't it wouldn't it lower the value proposition for a gachi then? Because then why would I have a gachi? I would just get an observer and dress it. Well, the gachi are. The Gachi already has so many other things that the Gachi does with the BVP, with everything else inside the whole thing. But now say I'm an observer and I want to wear some godlike stuff while I'm walking around and I want to look cool. Just like in other games I've noticed in the past, people just want to look cool. They spend lots and lots of fucking money just to look cool. So, I mean, these observers are going to be coming in, but they could also have a lot of use case for where they could spend money. You know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, I mean... Sometimes it's just about being able to look cool when you're walking around. Or they could just spend money on a gachi, and then they'd have a dope gachi that they can dress up. Well, no, you, I was just saying, you can't just buy a godlike. But if I want to go in and um, say somebody who owns a godlike could rent me a godlike for me to wear around for the day because I'm an observer, you know what I mean? It gives the value to the guy who owns the godlike, and it allows the observer to basically say hey i spent this money to walk around looking like this you know just for the day but i would rather rent that godlike from you for my gachi and then wear that you know what i okay. mean like yeah. that should just be a feature for gachis then okay that's perfect then yeah, yeah. Right. i mean okay yeah i understand quick question did we get some like informal alpha there uh dan uh is it is our observers going to be ready for the launch of nft plays in the gachi uh, yeah, that's what we're planning. If the if, you, if the community is cool with having them, and uh, there's no major like disagreements with it that re would require like more discussion than a core prop. Uh, but yeah. we just we wanted to put it out so everyone could discuss it and uh, know that it and be aware that it's coming and uh, give out any feedback. But we're planning on having that for NFT displays. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, very exciting. Um, do we? Do you think it's time? You know, do you think this needs more discussion, or is it okay to move on a sig prop for this and actually get a official vote, or is this something yeah, do we not, even need a vote for this? Yeah, we're not planning to unless it requires us. This is just uh, we wanted to put it out there, and it doesn't really affect the the Avagachi assets in a, in a major way because um, it's. Uh, it's not it's not an nft it's uh just about adding accessibility to the game so shouldn't be a very controversial thing that would require a sig prop but uh, i mean if if the community feels differently 
uh, we can do it as a formality if, if you'd like, but uh, we didn't really envision it as requiring a, a vote. Yeah, and I, I see that as being just a, another feature at more than anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people can always vote uh, the other way if we do get the observers and for whatever reason it becomes some sort of an issue, we can address it then, but I think it's definitely a good idea to just implement it along with the the full launch of the NFT displays and um, the whole fake gachi program. As far as the pets, uh, it's some, it is something we considered. Uh, I don't think it really makes sense uh, with the lore and we have other use cases for the pets as well, so we don't really want to mix them up. Uh, so we're probably going to envision something new for like a, a new uh, sprite for the observer. Yeah, excellent. Um, on to, if we're okay to move on, we can move on to a couple other items here. Um, some conversation going around on a humble return policy. Uh, this one's interesting. Um, I guess someone is proposing that there would be an auction credit of 50 ghosts per humble that would be given, I guess, to people who don't want their humbles and it would be put back into an auction pool. Um, well, let's go through the pros and cons and then you know have a conversation around it. It is interesting. Uh, this frees up ghosts that will be reinjected into the Gachiverse and other forms. Land is held for implementation at a later date through the auction mechanism, and no humble land will be burnt or left stagnant for gameplay. This is an active treasury use of ghosts, so they're saying, okay, we'll spend ghosts from the treasury to do this. Um, and then the cons, and I think one of the cons here is pretty significant. Uh, the price of 50 ghosts could be possible excessive drain on treasury reserves. This buyback mechanism could backfire and have people leave the ecosystem that they don't believe, you know, and just dump the ghost from their humbles um, if they don't feel the humbles be viable land and not reinject ghost into back into gameplay. Uh, honestly, if someone feels about their humbles this way already, this is probably the most likely option they'll be taking. Um, number two, this could raise the entry threshold for new players. Removal of these plots could eventually cause a price surge on land. I don't see that happening in our current market. But uh, when our humble is going to be a viable land option, this could delay any auction as they may not be selling further into gameplay. Well, I mean, the other thing to consider here that we, we, uh, <laughs> a Lagan's comment. Um, the other thing we have to consider here is NFT art displays are coming out. That's a great use case for humble land plots. Like I have many humble plots and I'll probably be using them to display just some artwork or fake gotchi stuff. And, um, it'd be more event-based experiences. You also have lodges, other installations we don't know about. Um, there's been we briefly talked about in the past about broadcasting and that sort of thing as well. So there's so many different features that have yet to be um, yet to be rolled out. And so maybe right now at the time, in terms of farming, maybe the humbles are limited. And we actually did preface all the auctions with this that the humbles were not a great buy for anybody who's doing farming. So if you're farming on a humble, you're probably not you know, farming in the most optimal way. 
Um, this just sounds ridiculous, to be honest I, with you. Like like that. It, it, I mean, in all honesty, it is. It does, but you know, we have to bring it up and just talk about it. If, if it I don't want to ridiculous because that's like you know, but it is a little bit of a stretch. A, the yeah. floor for hobbles right now are fifty-five. If fifty, you know, you can list them right now and get more. If assuming that the liquidity is there. B, yes, it's hard to farm on a land, but I'm a I'm a channeling maxi. A humble pays itself off pretty quickly if you have gotchis. Uh, you don't need to build a whole farming setup, but you could still build out your altar and then add mosaics or whatever you want to it. So there is like, I think asking for a buyback from the DAO, like then, you know, the DAO is the bag holder. I don't think that should be the way you bought land. You know, you've held it for as long as you have. You can't bring the bread back after fucking a month or two because you don't like it and it's spoiled. You had your chance. Like this is part of what kind of investing yeah. and playing the game and, is. And there's yeah, so many well, other have gone wrong so far that we've had to adjust that have taken value away we're in a bear market if an investor's unhappy with his purchase then sell it but other than that i think it is ridiculous you know what i mean personally yeah and good point with the channeling there as well that's not something i thought about but if you have a high level altar that pays itself off uh pretty quickly with 50 ghost uh and I've actually heard recently some scholars uh in Apex gamers guild have bought their first humbles from their channeling yields which is really awesome to see that that barrier becomes so low for them now that they're just saying you know what fuck it like we're gonna we're just gonna buy our own land now we can afford our own land from our channeling yields so yeah. you can this also is awesome. upgrade. like i've been upgrading parcels quietly like my alters because alchemica's figured it was down so i'm gonna upgrade alters as we go so there's definitely I, that's a bailout for for humble owners who yeah, aren't happy with their purchase. I don't. I wouldn't do it. Hey, I think, before you get I, out of here, what do you think? I think in general, we don't want to be turning the Dow into Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, right? We don't want to be purchasing other people's bags because they didn't make, uh, you know, their own their own investing choices. So that's kind of. I buy it for twenty ghost. There you go. There's the answer. So we'll know future. We'll buy their. We'll buy their humbles. We will buy all your humbles for fifty percent of the price that you're investing in this proposal. Yep, twenty-five ghost. Did you switch VPNs, Coder Dan? I'm here. No comment from Coder Dan. We're gonna move yeah. on. <laughs> it got you distribution. Um, uh, I wanted to ask uh, one. There's a proposal. Uh, it's got quite a few comments about the golden altar being removable, and I was, I was last time I was reading it. Uh, it seemed like there was people were saying that they didn't actually think we needed a corporate for this or like any sort of vote. But I wasn't totally sure what the expectation was for that one. Well, you made an interesting point on that one, uh, Coder Dan, because I think the person in that um, in that in that uh, in that thread was initially suggesting that the golden altar would remain a level nine, but that would kind of break the mechanics of the whole game. And so, um, counter proposal was being able to burn your golden altar, uh, but you would receive a level one golden altar back in your inventory to re-equip on a different piece of land. And that seemed to be more reasonable. But uh, curious to know what you think, uh, what other people think on that. 
I don't think the level yeah, nine movable is going to work. I'm giving my comment. Maybe removing a GA from a parcel can mint a new level one GA back into your inventory, which you could then use to skin a normal altar on a new parcel. So it sounds like uh, we're saying basically you could you could have as long as you have a level one golden altar, you could then basically burn that golden altar to then transform another altar on another parcel into a golden altar. And then I guess if you uh, demolished that altar, you would get your level one golden altar back. So basically you'd, you'd be spending that golden altar kind of to credit to, uh, to update the skin of your, of your altar. Is that what people want? Like the guy who, uh, let's see who made this proposal, JG. One thought that I've had on golden altars ever since they were released is that they should have been bigger. Is that something that uh, anybody else has thought about? Some people are saying this is pointless. <laughs> I mean, does is how much uh, how much work is this going to be to implement, Coder Dan? Is this going to be a fairly easy thing to implement if people want to move this golden altar, burn it, you know, get the level one, uh, you know, implemented on a different altar and turn that one gold? Like, does that is that it's something? It's going to be. I would say it's like medium level because we do have to do a bunch of exceptions in the contract for that specific feature that currently don't exist. So we would have to add in some, like, if level one golden altar, and we'd have to add in a new function for it. And it would also require some Gachiverse, like, front end work to show that conversion UI. Like, it, it would be, I would say, a medium lift. Yeah, I'd say I agree with what Goop said. Like we knew uh, what how the altars worked when you know you guys put out lots of videos. We had a stream about. It. So changing it now is it's not really worth the time and effort. It is interesting. Like it is an interesting idea to be able to uh, you know get your golden altar back. Like, would you be able to get your regular altar back also? Or is this, are we doing this because the golden altar is kind of a, like, shelling point? You know, it is a, like, a valuable good. And maybe people don't like the fact that it's fixed on your land. But I know some people also made a good point yesterday that they made that financial decision and, you know, carefully chose the parcel that the golden altar was going to go on and actually spent all the out to put it there. So I don't know, like, is that being unfair to those people or are they even going to care? You know? I still think that the golden altar should have more aesthetic value from its size. Like when I look at my fountain, I see more value in my fountain than I see in my golden altar because I can view it. I can see it when I zoom in on it. it you know, it just looks better. The one counterpoint I'd make is because I, I see fountain and then uh, altar on it. Now imagine if that altar was four times the size. 
if you wanted to do a farming setup, you'd be giving up precious space uh, for the flex, which is cool, but would have to be a consideration. Yeah, I just yeah, wanted- we uh, we we made it two by two because uh, it's the exact same uh, as the normal altar. It's just golden color. weren't really thinking it would need it needed to be significantly bigger. You just you really can't see it. The view on it's really not what I thought when you know they originally were going to come out before we actually had the view of the size. And now when I look at my fountain, I see my fountain as being amazing because it's it's mm-hmm. huge. It's I, I love my fountain and my golden altar. You know, I spent quite a bit on the golden altars as well. So I mean, I just think at the end of the day, I don't really get to see it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why I bought it. Yeah, I get to see it every day. <laughs> Well, yeah, you get, you know what I mean, though. I don't, when, when I go in there, you know, I like the aesthetic, the, the, you know, I got a golden altar, you know, like you can see it, you know what I mean? It's not this little tiny thing in the middle of all the rest of my stuff. Yeah. I mean, going back to just the conversation with being able to move the altar, I think that was what we were initially kind of, um, discussing, um, is that something the community feels we need to do right now? Or is that something that can be implemented at a later date? Like, do are people really feeling like they need to move their golden altar immediately? You know, because I think the initial point that was made in the post is that the altar would stay level nine. We've determined that is not going to happen. So now knowing that, you know, that we cannot move a level nine from one parcel to another, It'll break the mechanics of the game. Um, do we still really want to spend time on this, basically? Because um, now it's purely aesthetic. We're not talking about game mechanics anymore. We're just talking about, you know, making another golden altar move, like making the altar itself movable to another property. That's basically what it is. So yeah, my my vote would be we'll wait wait for a a quiet month for the for the Gachiverse team and we can do it then if, if we still want it. But we do have pretty ambitious uh, release schedule for the next couple months. And uh, this would just take, it would take design time. It would take uh, front end time, contract time. So I, I don't think it's really worth it for the DAO to, to vote on that. But yeah. And I agree with Goob's cold spirit. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. It's uh. Let's let's wait for a quieter moment. Uh, we definitely won't uh, forget about this. You know, feel free to bring it up at a later time when things have quieted down a bit, uh, and it can be implemented at that time if uh, if we still want to do it. So, not shutting that one down. We'll just uh, we'll just shelf it for for now. And uh, that last maybe we should touch on the last order of business here uh, that we have on our board. And we actually have a, well, we're going to have a special guest, John Gaji, come up here and talk about Web3 School um, if we still have time. Otherwise, uh, we can also get that out next week because I also know John Gaji's explanation is quite in-depth. There's a lot to cover there. So let's let's touch on the fake Gaji distribution. We talked about this yesterday. Um, I guess saying, you know, Gaji Emperor, you brought up a point where you were looking at the leaderboard distribution and you guys thought um, that it didn't look quite fair. Um, and you're proposing, I guess, a alternate distribution for these cards. 
I was just thinking that my simple proposal was kind of, I just went off with no future set and kind of just distribute it the same top 700 BRS top, you know, 200 for your kinship top hundred for your XP. And, you know, it kind of gives the same value as it does with your rarity farming. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I didn't really like, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Yeah. It didn't really like, I didn't really see any point after Coder Dan explained it, you know, yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want one, you can just buy one. I just, you know, I just thought it'd be cool to, like, I don't know, change it up, but whatever. Yeah, I think we had a good conversation around it yesterday, but uh, no future. Yeah, 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 okay. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. I was just. Yeah, okay. It was tired about doing the space the week before, but I'm going to get cards either way, so, you know. <laughs> And, and to be honest, people are not going to see the value of these cards. It's not going to become apparent for quite some time, probably. So there'll be opportunities, you know, uh, buy from the lettuce hands. There's plenty of them everywhere. Yeah, and a raffle is happening. So, and we just heard that it's going to be cheap at this point. I don't know. This isn't the place to talk about. It. We'll talk about it later in the gachi space. But I wonder what the demand is going to be for that kind of raffle because I find myself wanting to throw a lot of tickets. To get those cards, I don't know if that's shared by a lot of other people, but I am an artist, so it's it'll be interesting to see kind of the you know how it plays out. I share that sentiment with you. I do share that. Uh, got a question from Lagan. Uh, question about the cards for artists: Is it up to is it up to one max per artist, or is there a possibility to get multiple cards per artist? Um, like per wallet, he means right? Yes, yeah, Speaking about the artist distribution, I guess. Yeah, if like if you have three gachis uh, that are ranked, or even one gachi ranked in three places, you would get three cards. What do you mean for oh, the art? You mean like the people that are applying for the type form? Uh, that will be uh, one card. Right, one card, okay. Y'all have any other questions regarding the fake gachi cards, the distribution process? Minting? Actually, I have a question regarding the raffle. Um, oh, yeah. Is the raffle going to be a one-time raffle for all the remaining cards other than the ones that Pixel Craffle? Or will it be a series of raffles over time, like slowly releasing the fake gachi cards? Uh, the blog post just says it's going to be one raffle. So basically around 1,500 cards for that raffle. So there's going to be 2,500 cards total? Yeah, 2,535. And uh, will there be another set of cards? Uh, probably not for a while. I wouldn't really bet on there being like a, a second edition within... A short period of time these are meant to last for a while there's there are already like twice as many cards as a lot of the like the uh fake rares i forget how many they have but i think it's like what yeah. 14 yeah, 15 1500 for fake rares but they yeah. you know they still have over half the supply and they've been running the project for almost two and a half <laughs> years yeah exactly i mean we might burn through it a lot faster but uh, even so 2500 is a lot of art uh, will the distribution based on the leaderboards happen before 
before the raffle or after the raffle? The raffle will happen after it. It's all in the blog post. Okay, I got to reread that. Sorry. Cold Spirit has a question. We were kind of discussing this yesterday. Uh, it was initially brought up that there will be a whitelist for certain artwork to be still grandfathered in into uh, the displays. Um, Cold Spirit's asking, he said, Hefe yesterday kind of pointed out, if you weren't interested from the Artist Summit timeline, uh, you didn't want other artists submitting cash grabbers. Can I confirm if I'm working on stuff, I will still be looked at. So for someone who is working on a project currently, how are we uh, approaching that? And also, what are some of the guidelines we could potentially have for allowing grandfathered artwork in? Just uh, if, if, like, if you do it, make sure it's uh, not low effort and it's not like purely just a, a, a derivative of something else. Like it should be uh, art, whatever art is, right? It's hard to quantify or make an objective uh, valuation of what art is. But if it, now that we've announced it, there is the risk of people just making a, a bunch of like kind of low effort art to try and be grandfathered should, in. Should there, so, be a should there be a standard then? There is no standard. What do you, how do you standardize art? Like, what do you mean? I mean, it's either um, everyone gets in or it, or we say what I just said, which is don't do low effort derivative art. Yeah, okay. There's no standard that says your art must, you know, must be this, this level of quality. What is quality? Yeah, you're right. So I, if it, I, if it looks low effort and looks like it's derivative, then you're probably not going to get in. But if it's a high quality piece, that is uh, maybe has some Avogadro lore in it, and uh, you know, adds to the conversation. Then there's a, a good possibility. But uh, again, I should emphasize if if you make a piece and put it on OpenSea before the fake gachis, then that piece will not be eligible for for fake gachis. Okay, so anything that has been created already will not be available. So I mean. It's something that you can only do release once they come out. Yeah, if you want to have a fake gachi piece, don't make uh, a non-fake gachi piece before fake gachis come out. Very cool. A little more alpha. And then we got some. Uh, we got some more alpha on the aspect ratios and the NFT displays. We were, uh, you know, you'd briefly asked us if the NFT displays are going to be levels. What would those levels be correlated to? Do we have details on, uh, you know, are we going to be leveling up these installations or are they going to be one level across the board? Uh, how are they going to scale, you know? They are going to be one level. Can I be what you see is what you get with, with these? Again, we're just trying to make things simple for people not have to like think too much about it and it'll just be uh what you see is what you get like a level one and it's got all the features that you'll need yeah it is a feature-based installation at the end of the day so it's not like you know it's correlated to any yield where you're leveling it up and you're gonna get more yield or anything like that so makes sense well, will people be able to uh choose their aspect ratios you have three that you put up there uh, are those going to be available from day one? 
Yeah, we are deciding that now, but pretty sure there will be options for uh, those three aspect ratios. Uh, can't can't confirm the golden versions of those though. There might be some delays or time differences between those. Oh, gold art displays. <laughs> That's some alpha right there. Yeah. Mine are all going to be gold. But I know those gold items, they're, uh, they're not cheap. So, um, Actually, speaking of sinks, uh, I know Hardcore was talking to me about, uh, you know, with PvP coming up, everybody's talking about PvP. You know, we got we got NFT displays coming up, fake gotchis. Like, that's really exciting. That's what I'm looking forward to. But some people are looking past that on the horizon for the next thing, which is going to be, you know, battle and PvP. Are there going to be Alchemica, like, is Alchemica going to play a role in PvP somehow? Like, I know you guys are still working on it, um, but is there going to be some sort of a sink or something where people will have to burn Alchemica or Glitter? Are the tokenomics going to be involved with PvP? Maybe not initially, but at some point. Is that the intention? Uh, nothing I can really confirm, like, 100% at this point. Definitely we're thinking about uh, a lot of ways to do PvP. And if there's anything that the community specifically would like, then uh, feel free to go to town on the DAO forum. Uh, but uh, there'll be definitely a lot of uh, a lot of like new new things coming with PvP. But I can't I can't confirm anything like right now. Fair enough. And you know, to Hardcore's conversation we had earlier, those ranters, I think the 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 way to deal with that is you know what like if you want alchemica sinks in pvp you want a way to burn alchemica for pvp let's start a conversation in the dow and uh let's let's come up with some use cases then why don't we come up with some use cases uh for what alchemica could possibly do or be in you know in avagachi pvp what what use case do we see alchemica playing is it one specific Alchemica? Is all four? You know, is Glitter going to be involved? Um, we can start to think about these things, and maybe we can start a thread in the in the DAO and start talking about some of these ideas. And let's get the ranters in there, man. Some of those people have strong opinions, and that's good for discussion. So, um, yeah, I think I think we can definitely discuss that. If you guys are open to that, you know, as a DAO, we can definitely come up with ideas. There's tons of ideas. There is an in-game Alchemic Sinks thread. Okay, so we will definitely go there. Um, Coder Dan posted the link. Awesome. So we'll continue the conversation with that. Uh, um, I mean, uh, just, yeah. to, just to some context for PvP, Citadel in general is supposed to be a friendly area. Uh, we never, like, we don't really envision there's the whole Citadel will be open to PvP and Gachis will be killing each other the whole time. Like that's not the vibe of the Citadel, uh, but we are open to having some friendly, friendly fire areas in the Citadel where it's, and we, we have a whole release based around that. So um, I know the the people really want PvP and combat right now, uh, but it it does take a lot of a lot longer to ship that feature. Than like an NFC display or or uh, well farming was something we've been working on for six months so that had to go first. P NFT display is 
uh, pretty light lift for us. That's why we're doing that first while we continue to work on uh, one, the backend refactoring that we've been talking about. And, and then two, the traits for PVP, the animations, the sound effects, like there's a lot that goes into PVP if you want it to actually look half, half decent. And if it's rushed out too fast, then you'll have a whole bunch of people complaining about how the PVP isn't that great. <laughs> so definitely don't want that reaction. Yeah, we, we don't really want to just like put it out uh, as a minimum viable game because at least we want it to be like properly game tested with the whole community before we, I mean, we confirm as a, as, you know, as a game, this is how we're going to do combat because it's... Uh, like this is a two-way street we want to make sure that you guys are happy with it and are going to be excited to want to stream it and like show other people so if we do something and put it out too quickly it's not really that fun it uh you, you've kind of lost that first impression yeah i agree that's definitely an area where you want the uh the product to be a little polished when it comes out Just looking at Lagan's um, custom wearables is pretty cool. Um, he's had this idea. Well, actually, there's been this idea out there for a while where you would be able to upgrade your weapon like a skin. You know, so you'd be able to reskin your your sus butterfly or your pistol or your your portal majax by burning some alchemica, and you would just change the aesthetics of it. Um, so you, it would be the same item with the same traits they would look a little bit different and uh, i just think it's really we're probably not at a place where we can implement that yet but it would be a great way probably to get like the community pixel artists involved and mm -hmm. and have some more things in the bazaar at some point where you could you know go pick up a pack for skins i know other games they spend tons of money on skins that don't necessarily do anything but you know if there's a hundred sus butterflies maybe 10 or 15 of them just look a little bit different because those people at some point, we're able to burn a bunch of glitter or alchemica to to change it. You know, it'd be it'd be a flex, purely a flex thing, but a really, really interesting idea. Yeah, just a side thought, anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing I wanted to touch on real quick is hardcore has been uh, uh, touching on the Morales hackathon for the last uh, little while there. I believe it's officially kicked off. So uh, if you do want to get involved, I think he would be the best point of contact for this. But I know there's some significant prizes available. And uh, according to him, uh, the barrier to entry and the barrier to actually have something that gets recognized in this style of hackathon is quite low. So any new you know, junior devs or anybody already working on a project, Avogachi-based, there is a metaverse and gaming track that you can get into there. And there's also a developer tooling track. Um, there's two other tracks, but I don't think they're very relevant to what we're doing. But the, the metaverse and gaming track is definitely uh, something that probably appeals to a lot of gachi gangs. So there's some pretty good prizes in there. Uh, top prize looks like 3,000 USDC. So if, you have, if you're already working on something, it might be a good opportunity to just get your work in there and, uh, you know, get recognized for it. 
Hardcore, you got any other words on that? You got any other uh, details on that? If not, you know, if people are interested, uh, do do reach out to Hardcore for more details and check out the, the website uh, for you to get started. There's a Dow Tech one as well. Interesting. Okay. Hardcore, do you have a link for people? Can you drop that in the Dow meetings? Speaking of hackathons, I, you know, I think it would be cool to have a hackathon, Gotcha Gang hackathon at some point. Um, been talking about it with some of the GMI friends about possibly having the next event be a hackathon style event, um, and still working out on the working out the details with that. But um, I feel like our community has so many cool devs and tools that have been built, or devs building cool tools that uh, aren't really being recognized. They're building in the shadows and we can, we can kind of uh, bring some awareness to what they're building. We're actually uh, working on a plan for a hackathon with a very, very big partner. Uh, can't really give a lot of details on it yet, but it's, there is something in the works and it would be very like pretty large scale would would have the potential to bring in uh not only obviously gotcha gang builders but people from other all walks of life like participating in this hackathon so uh i wish i could give more but they're still kind of confirming all the bd stuff but uh it's it looks like it's going to happen uh this year oh that's exciting i uh, hope all the devs are listening to that uh, definitely, I'll, I'll definitely relay that to the ATF as well, uh, and and get people gearing up for that. And you know, as soon as you know some details on that, definitely uh, let us know. Yeah, I've actually we were talking uh, about giving the ATF a heads up and uh, making sure that they are part of that. So once we have more details, we'll also reach out to them. Who's the the lead contact for ATF right now? I believe there's a couple there. There's Alvi, there is uh, Slick, and Shaw are like uh, the three main active people there that I've noticed um, for the ATF. So we still, uh, as the ATF, they still need to get their proposal out there. I know they were not successfully voted on. Yeah, if you guys just want to clone the old one and re like repost it, I'm sure it'll probably reach uh, quorum this time. I think the vote, the vault just didn't vote on it last time. Yeah, my sentiment also. So yeah, that's going to be uh, really, really cool. And uh, looking forward to that. Once we have more details, we'll, I'm sure we'll put out a big PR for that. You guys will be blown away. Oh, yeah. And uh, for people learning, you know, looking to learn how to code initially, uh, Udemy has some great courses um, to get started if you want to start with maybe Python. If you want to jump right into JavaScript, I started learning with uh, Chainshot Academy, and they have Solidity courses as, as well. And they're almost like a Rosetta Stone but for coding. It's actually very, very intuitive. It's not like Crypto Zombies or anything, so... Uh, the courses, some of them are paid. They have some free ones you can start with, but a lot of them, uh, the paid ones are definitely worth it. I've tried the paid ones also. So 
I'm currently working on one of the JS courses and uh, it's been really intuitive. It's actually been the best course. I've tried maybe, uh, <laughs> coding has been a journey for me. I've probably tried half a dozen different programs and courses. This is the first one where I felt like I was actually, you know, being able to implement what I was learning. So if you all have any other cool uh, tutorials for people to learn, definitely uh, either drop them in here or in the ATF channel. Uh, it'd be cool to get a lot of action going on in there and people learning. Um, that is the place to go. If you ever have any dev-related questions, go to the ATF. There's a bunch of big brain people in there, Sha, Slick. Uh, you know, I think Coyote's in there sometimes, Alvi's in there. Uh, these big brain coders that have already done a lot of Awagachi stuff and are familiar with the code base. So um, they can definitely help you out if you're ever stuck on anything. All right, friends, I'm going to head out here. Uh, hope everyone has a wonderful Sunday. And we yeah. will see you guys uh, next. We'll have the, the next call we'll have will be our rarity farming snapshot coming up this Thursday. Have a good one, brother. Hell yeah. Rarity farming. Thank you for your time, yeah. Dan. See you, friends. Thank Take you. All. Yeah. Thank you, to, thank you all 75 of you to come hang out uh, on Saturday or Sunday with us. We are doing Gachi Space tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern if you want to carry on the conversation. And uh, we'll see you there. And uh, have a good week. Peace. Yeah, before you leave, drop your lens uh, profile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Holly. drop your lens. Absolutely. Let's, let's get all the Gachi gang to follow each other here because we're forced to be reckoned with on lens. So. Indeed. Oh, Face has a lens. Oh, I gotta go find. Oh, Lagan. Does Lagan have a friends? Drop your. Drop he your. Does. Hopefully, he has a super follow now. Hopefully, figure that out. Ooh, drop all your lens, friends. Hell yeah, Gachi Bulls, get a lens. So every uh, every Gachi gang member, if you have a Gachi in that wallet, you should be able to claim a lens profile. If you can't, uh, the point of contact is. Uh, let me see if I can find the point of contact for you guys. You can well, go to lens.xyz and then there's a um, button there. And if you're eligible, I'll tell you. Yeah, but there's like, for me, for example, I was eligible, but they didn't have me on the list for some reason. So I had to like, I had to DM this guy and he helped me out. Um, see if I can find his contact. Um, A while ago. Yeah, I just dropped a link to the video I made about like lens and going through like the setup if you need the basic setup. Hefe will hit you with the information if you're not on. Yeah, it's uh, David EV dot ETH. Yeah, like that. It's David EV dot ETH on Twitter. Yeah, oh, really? On lens, he followed me, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can contact him and he can uh, can hook you up, help you out. If if you have a gachi in that wallet, but you don't have a uh, you don't have a lens. All right, friends, that's all. That's all I got. You got anything else up here? Uh, no, I'm gonna sign off. I gotta go get some, and I'm just following.
at Lens. Like, he just followed friends on Lens too. Nice, 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 nice. Let's all follow each other. Uh, have a good week, friends. We will see you again next week. Peace out. Peace.